Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We all looked like we were in that... Apple Super Bowl commercial from way back when. Gonzo, the Coast Guard years, boot camp, episode four, how I met my CC. It was Thursday, October 8th, 1987. Forming company was just about over. We had gotten all of our gear, gotten our vaccinations, all that administrative stuff done, medical and dental screenings, drug tests, and all that stuff taken care of. It was almost time to meet the person that was going to turn me, or us, as it were, into Coast Guardsmen, or Coasties. Today was a day that the recruits Victor126, we're going to meet our company commander, or CC for short. Today was going to be one of those all-shit days. First day of boot camp, October 5th, was an all-shit day. But today, well, today was going to be one of those epic all-shit days. We were in our Coast Guard sweats. I think that's sort of the normal thing. Um, on the first day you meet your company commander, but it was also October in Cape May, so as you can imagine, it was a little bit chilly. We'd all entered this large room that looked like a giant banquet hall. It had a whole bunch of chairs all lined up like you'd expect in a, in a Coast Guard organization. I remember we had all taken our seats, and I remember looking around and sort of noticed that we all looked like we were in that Apple Super Bowl commercial from way back when. You know, the one where everyone was sitting in this room with their heads shaved and matching clothes, staring straight ahead at some, you know, movie on the wall that was spewing some sort of 1984 George Orwell propaganda sort of stuff. You know, and then some lady walks in with a hammer and she smashes the, the, the movie and then everyone's rescued. Though I don't think someone was going to be coming in with a big old hammer to rescue us. Certainly wasn't going to be Thor or Wonder Woman or anything like that. But if you remember that commercial, that's what we looked like. If you don't know that commercial, then you're way too young to be listening to this podcast. 
Nah, I'm just kidding. Everyone should listen to this podcast. It's, it's, seriously, everyone should. So then we hear the door open. And like everyone else, I turn to look. I remember I looked to my left. This guy walks in. He wasn't very tall, but he carried himself pretty well. He was wearing what they call Coast Guard dress blues, which basically means it's, he's all dressed up and in blue. So we all kept our eye on this guy as he walked to the front of the room. And then he sort of did this weird sort of like sharp right-hand turn thing and walked in front of us and then yelled at the top of his lungs, Attention on deck! And then for like a split second, I didn't know what to do. But I noticed everyone else jumped up and I jumped up and holy crap, everything like sort of tensed up and I thought I was standing at attention, but I, I, I just sort of like stood up. I wasn't sure exactly what was happening right now, but I was scared. I don't know why. But anyway, we all stood up really fast and we looked like something out of a um, Looney Tunes cartoon the way we were standing there. This guy introduced himself in a very loud voice as being Chief Bosun's Mate Homan. I didn't know what a Bosun's Mate was at this time. The only thing I heard was he just said he was a Chief Mate Ho. That was weird. I was really starting to realize for like the 15,000th time I had no idea what I was doing. So he, he starts telling us, you know, about himself a little bit, that he was there to help train us and to prepare us to enter the Coast Guard. He kept saying the fleet, uh, which I thought was a little weird. Because uh, I really didn't know what that was either. It, it all seemed sort of normal to me. The expectations and all that kind of stuff. Was, I mean, okay, you expect that. He had stopped yelling at this point, but he, he, he still had my attention. I was all puckered up still. It was really crazy. He talked about our responsibilities and that there will be consequences for refusing to train. I didn't know what he meant by this, but it didn't sound good. Honestly, at this point, really nothing he was saying was sounding good. Still wasn't sure why I was there, but I was there. But to hear him say there would be consequences for refusing to train, well, I did not like that at all. Shit, I, I didn't even know what refusing to train meant, but it didn't sound good, so I wasn't going to do that, whatever that was. So... He was talking for a little bit, and I, I don't remember anything he said. But he did mention something about we needed to go outside when he dismissed us and line up from tallest to shortest. Make sure we have our sea bags with us. And we had three minutes to get it all done. He yells, attention on deck again. We all jump up. He yells, dismissed. Something about effing move it. Or something. And then, boom, the room cleared. So as we got outside, I started running around in circles, trying to figure out where I'm supposed to line up. 
As it turns out, I was not nearly the tallest guy in the company. I was six foot and about 145 pounds soaking wet. Though I think I was in the top 15 as far as height was concerned, but maybe not quite. Um, we'd all lined up as best we could. Our company commander came out. He actually complimented us on actually lining up correctly. I didn't know it at the time, but that was one of the last times he was going to say anything nice for the next few weeks. He started barking at us something about we we're going to have to yell out a number and we better not screw it up. I think we are all having to count to the number five. I mean, well, each person had a number and we would go like one, the next person would say two, the next person would say three, so on and forth, all, all the way to five. And we had better not screw up because that was going to be really painful, as I understood it. We actually managed to get through this whole counting thing without screwing up. The end result was that we had formed five columns of people. The five tallest ones ended up being at the front of each column. These people would be known as our squad leaders. I ended up in the middle row, uh, make that the third column, third or fourth row back, I think that's what it was, yeah. While we were standing there, at some sort of weird form of attention, we got a lesson on exactly how to stand. It was weird that someone was about to tell us how we were supposed to be standing. It's as though we hadn't done it most of our lives. I mean, I think most of us at that point, assuming the average age was like 18 or 19, we'd been standing for like 17 to 18 years. I mean, really the only time you haven't been standing in your life was like the first year you were born or after you were born. But anyway, standing in the Coast Guard at attention, it was, you know, it was head up, not like up, up, but, you know, straightforward, looking ahead, eye straight, Back straight, shoulders back, but not up. You didn't want to look like you were trying to touch your shoulders to your ears. I mean, that that, that just, just be stupid. Your hands were supposed to be at your sides. We were told to pretend we had like a line going down the outside of our thigh and that our thumbs were supposed to be on that line, like in the middle. Your knees were supposed to be slightly bent. This was to keep the blood flowing so you, you, you didn't pass out or anything like that. Oh, and your heels were supposed to be at a 45-degree angle. Your heels together at a 45-degree angle. So you're making the V-shape. Now, that was a whole bunch to process. But I figured, no worries, I've got eight weeks to figure this out. That was one of the many things I got way wrong. We were even told how to walk, or march in this case. Marching, as it turns out, was more complicated than I had thought. I mean, seriously, I had no idea those folks in high school and college marching bands, I, I, I didn't know how they did it. I was lucky not to fall on my face. At least not then, because I was on my face a lot over the next eight weeks. So marching sort of kind of goes like this. Someone calls out, Forward, march. And 60-ish people 
who don't even know each other were supposed to magically start walking all in unison. Well, obviously that would never happen in the real world. Right? No. Hell no, that doesn't happen in the real world. You see, marching meant we all had to start and stop at the same time. So when someone says those magic words, forward march, we all step forward with our left foot, and well, we start to march. And at some point, you have to stop. Presumably, the same person says a magic phrase, and well, we just sort of stop. Which is what's supposed to happen, but I can assure you it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Not when you're learning to do this. Oh, hell no! For a bunch of people who were already freaked out, being told that when a certain foot hits the ground and you hear a certain word, you're supposed to do whatever it was that they said. Which is pretty much like being told to juggle, chew gum, and run a marathon dressed as Kermit the Frog. As it turns out, the magic phrase to stop is in fact not stop. It's halt. More like company. Halt! Which really doesn't sound like halt at all. It's just halt. Well, I, I don't know why they do that. It just sounds cool, I guess. So it goes something like this, if you want to follow along. So you're marching, left, your left, left to right, right or oh left. Or if you're doing it in cadence, it's more like, you left, you left, left to right, right or oh left. Yeah, I know that was really stupid, but. Ooh, ooh, flashbacks. And then when your foot or heel like hits the ground, you hear the word company. This is your cue to listen. And then usually the next time your foot hits the ground, you hear the word halt or halt. Which basically means you take two more steps and stop. I might have had all that little backwards as far as which foot's landing where and all that kind of stuff, but you get the general gist. If all this is confusing to you, you're not alone. Again, just imagine a bunch of nervous and or scared recruits trying to do it for the very first time under an extreme amount of pressure. So there's a lot of marching that goes on in the Coast Guard. A lot of things to remember and there's also different types of drills. At some point, they actually give us these old M1 rifles for drills to do what's called the manual at arms. But I'm not there yet. We'll get there in due time. Doing the manual at arms ends up being one of those fun experiences. And if by fun you mean you enjoy physical pain, which would make you a masochist, then you'd enjoy this a lot. You'd think this was fun. So as it turns out, marching in a straight line is apparently not all that easy, especially when you're supposed to be sober and walking in a straight line. However, it's not when you're brand new to the Coast Guard. As we were marching, and I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see it, to our new barracks, which I believe was called Healy Hall, our squad leaders, you know, the five tallest guys, couldn't manage to walk in a straight line, or maybe it was because they were bouncing when they were walking. I, I, I don't recall. But whatever it was, bad shit was about to happen to them. As we got 
in front of Higley Hall, we heard Company Halt. Actually, I think he said Victor Company Halt. But anyway. And then moments later, all hell broke loose. Our company commander started screaming about something of what? I've got no idea. But the next thing you know, the squad leaders are down on the ground in the push-up position. It's here that they made yet another mistake. You see, these poor fools didn't know it. And of course, neither did I. Well, shit, the rest of us didn't know it. But you're never to do push-ups with your sea bag on your back. The Coast Guard doesn't want you to injure yourself. Imagine that. So the next thing you know, our CC screaming at them to get up and remove their sea bags. And then they are back in the push-up position. And then he says, begin. So they start counting. And then he screams at them to stop. You see, in Coast Guard boot camp, it is extremely important to always make a sir sandwich. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're being addressed, or addressing in your CC, or when you're doing push-ups. Example. When you're busy doing push-ups and you're counting, it sounds like this. Sir one, sir. Sir two, sir. Sir three, sir. And so on. But you actually yell all that stuff out like a maniac. 
The squad leaders had gotten to Sir 20, Sir, or something like that, and then they were told to get back up. And immediately they were told to get back down again. And they were holding the push-up position, which seemed like, well, forever. And then he screams at them to start all over again. So, Sir 1, Sir, Sir 2, Sir, blah, 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 blah. And then get back up, then back down a few more times. So it was like up and down, up and down. The squad leader's faces were beet red. They were sweating. They looked pissed. Really was glad I was not one of the tallest people in the company at all. For the next few weeks, he was going to be ass-kicking like that on a regular basis. I won't be able to recall, like, even a fraction of the ass-beatings we got, but we got a bunch of them. I am, though, going to try and share some of the more epic ass-beatings for you, though. So after our squad leader lesson, we made our way to our new barracks in Healy Hall. We were shown to our squad bay, the place we'd be calling home for the next seven or so weeks. But like the bus ride, I made my way towards the back of the room, but not all the way back. It kind of made sense not to be at a point where the company commander was going to stop and turn around. You know, walk from one end of the room to the other and turn around. I didn't, I didn't want to be the very end. So the room was pretty big. It had a bunch of bunks, or racks as they call them in the Coast Guard. Now, I think they were stacked too high. They might have been three, but two feels about right. I believe we had 60-ish people in our company at the time. We had a few women, but they were down on the um, first floor. We might have had like, you know, five or six women at this time. Overall, though, as far as recruits, we'd lose a few. We'd gain a few along the way. When we got inside... We were given a quick lesson on where to hang our laundry bags and how to line up our shoes and all that. Because if your gear was not in the right place, where it was supposed to be, it would be referred to as gear adrift. Which is really another way of saying, whoever left their crap out, you were going to get punished. And maybe everybody else along with you. There was always a lesson to be learned. Now... To be fair, there is a reason for this apparent craziness. Assuming you were on a ship and you didn't properly stow your stuff, it could end up being projectile on a ship if you were in bad weather or under attack, which the attack part seemed kind of unlikely. We are in the Coast Guard, you know. But also, if your ship was taking on water and they were using pumps, like water pumps, to, like, you know, dump the water over the side and your shit got caught in the pumps... Well, that's obviously bad for everyone. After we stowed our gear in its proper place, I think it was off to the evening meal at Eldridge Hall. Eating evening chow then wasn't any different than the first few days, except this time we were under the watchful eye of our company commander. And just like before, you finished your meal, you had to go outside and form up, and well, wait. Had to wait at attention. And you... Well, you never really wanted to be done eating first, but someone had to be. Thankfully, you left the mess hall in roughly the same order you entered it. So when you lined up, the formation didn't look a, like a complete mess. Standing at attention really wasn't so horrible, but like most people, learning to stand still is something that takes a while 
and it isn't easy as it sounds. Seriously, try it. If you can stand perfectly still for even five minutes, you're doing good. Imagine having to do it for 20 minutes. It really does suck. Even more so when the food you eat starts to work its way through your system. It's really hard to stand still. Mind you, I've got some, you know, issues going on here. And, you know, so standing was not fun. The rest of the evening, I think, I remember not being so bad at this point. After the evening meal, we all met up again in another room with desks, I think. Company commander was standing behind a podium going over more stuff. He reintroduced himself again or reiterated most likely that he was a chief bosun's mate, an E7. I didn't really know it then and it took me about a year before I really got it in my head just how highly regarded a Coast Guard chief is. You see, most chiefs in the Coast Guard are in there for at least eight years. Or you don't make chief until you've been in there at least eight years. I mean, there are the exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, you've got at least eight years in or more before you make chief. Some people would tell you that a Coast Guard chief is like being next to God in the Coast Guard. Though I imagine some of the officers that I did meet along the way would argue that point for sure. But as far as your average enlisted Coastie, a chief is the big deal. Not so much because they outranked you as an enlisted person, because they did. But most chiefs have been around the block like a bunch of times, like a dozen times, like hundreds and dozens of times, like a bunch. They've probably done a couple tours at a small boat station or a cutter. Maybe been to some isolated duty things. I don't know. But, you know, they've been around for a long time. And most chiefs, when you meet one, you're pretty sure he's a lifer or on his way to be a lifer. And by lifer, I mean you basically are hanging out in the Coast Guard for at least 20 years or more and then retiring. That's essentially what a Coast Guard lifer is. Someone who sticks around and retires. Speaking of retiring, you can retire as a chief in the Coast Guard and pretty much consider your time in service pretty successful. I mean, then you make senior chief or master chief, and that's a big, that's, that's a huge deal. Being chief's a big deal, but senior chief, master chief, huge, big deal. No, seriously, I'm not kidding. It's a big deal. All right, so I'm getting off track here a little bit. The point I'm trying to make is this dude wasn't just some chump. He was pretty legit. And by legit, I mean, he was going to be the guy that kicked our asses a shit ton of times over the remaining seven and a half weeks. So he sort of babbled on a little bit more. I'm sure there were recruits actually paying attention. As usual, my mind starts to wander pretty quickly. Though I'm pretty sure I was just staring at him all blank-faced and whatnot, totally zoned out. Eventually, we made it back to our squad bay on the second floor of Healy Hall. I also think it was right about this time when I started talking to other recruits. I don't remember too many of their names. It doesn't really matter so much because I'm going to change most of the ones I do know or make up names of people that I remember but don't remember their names. 
but I'll do it in a way that I keep the names consistent throughout boot camp, so I'm not confusing you. She'll get to know these people a little bit, I think. I think the rest of the evening went on uneventfully. At 10 p.m. sharp, the lights went out. It was taps. I knew it was taps because someone said, now taps. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew it was a military thing. I also knew it was going to be more or less a restless night. I think I even slept with one eye open. It didn't help that during the night, there was some dude that kept walking around the squad bay every so often. It was really annoying. Later, I was told his dude was on a fire watch. Why? I don't know why he was on a fire watch. I assume that everyone at this point had smoke detectors. I mean, seriously, smoke detectors weren't good enough for the Coast Guard? They were good for pretty much most of the regular people population on the planet. Just not the Coast Guard. We had to have a fire watch. I remember thinking this was like out of a movie. I just hope it wasn't going to end up being like the movie Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket had just come out that summer. So it was on the minds of most of us, at least the guys in Coast Guard boot camp. And we all know how boot camp ended in Full Metal Jacket. And if you don't, go watch the movie. It's a movie by Stanley Kubrick. Great movie. And just like that, as soon as I think I fell asleep, the lights came on. Some lunatic was screaming at us, Get up, get up, get out of your rack! The yelling didn't stop there. But I wasn't really paying attention. Because when I jumped off of my rack, I ended up falling on top of one of the other recruits. I mean, it was just a mass of people just jumping around and acting crazy. The weird thing is, we all sort of instinctively knew to go to the side of our racks that were facing toward like the middle of the, um, the, the room. It was a really funny thing to witness. Sixty-some guys all staying at attention, barefooted in their tidy whities their white v-neck t-shirts. I can't stress how much I hated those t-shirts getting yelled at by a complete stranger. And then this dude starts screaming at us. He told us to run in place with our arms out in front of us and to wiggle our fingers. I'm wiggling my fingers right now. You just can't see me. So he said something about that it was supposed to help with the blood flow. This guy, our company commander, the bosun mate chief, just kept yelling, Get those knees up! Look at those fingers. Get down. On your back. On your belly. Put your position. Begin. And then nearly in unison, we were all started counting. Sir one, sir. Sir two, sir. Sir three, sir. Blah, 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 blah. We get to like five and he yells, get up. And before we, or at least me, could get off the floor or deck, as they say in the Coast Guard, he yells, too slow, get down. And the whole thing starts all over again, on your back, on your belly, and so on. What made this all sort of comical was that we kept, like, stumbling all over each other, trying to follow orders. And, of course, 
we look like we're something out of a Benny Hill episode. Again, if you don't know who Benny Hill is, go look him up. It's just classic British comedy. The guy's amazing. I mean, he's dead, but he, he, his show is amazing. So at one point, we're all face down in the push-up position. I can hear him walking down the middle of the room. And I'm thinking, shit, he's coming my way. He's talking, and I'm not really listening. I'm just trying to stay in place. I mean, just basically imagine doing a plank that goes on forever. That's what we are doing. And then I can see his feet as he starts to walk past me, you know, heading toward the back of the squad bay. He yells for us to get up and, of course, run in place. Knees up. And then, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. The unthinkable was happening. He was walking towards me. Or as I thought he was. So I remember trying to get my knees up higher. As high as they can go, which then it was just looking stupid. My hands were out. My fingers were wiggling like a madman. He came right next to me and he yells, Get down! So I hit the floor and son of a bitch, my face is right next to his shoe. You know, he had really shiny shoes. And the next thing you know, he's yelling, Begin! So we all start, sir, one, sir, and he yells, stop. I know he's talking to me when he yells, recruit, don't spit on my shoe. He yelled at me a little bit more, or not, just yelled. I think at this point, I was about 10 seconds from passing out. Not so much from exhaustion, but because I was panicking because I literally was spitting on this guy's shoe. I was screaming so loud. I, I knew he was going to kick my ass. I just knew. It. I figured I'd just pass out so I wouldn't feel the, the pain and the abuse and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, he just kept on yelling. We were back on our feet again, back on our faces again, and it continued for a little while. We were finally back up. I had survived my first encounter with my company commander. I had to say this was far from my last direct encounter. I had a few more, but I'll be saving those for some other time. The morning ass beating lasted for about 10 or 15 minutes, but it felt like hours. By the time he was done, we were all sweating and tired. I think most of us had managed to bust our toes or crack our skulls on the floor a few times, bust up our elbows. It was a mess. We were all sore. It was just ridiculous. I was really, 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 really starting to wonder about my state of mind. Really? Why the hell was I doing this anyway? And if all that wasn't bad enough, he yelled at us that we needed to make up our racks, get dressed, and form up outside for breakfast. Oh, and you've got five minutes. Welcome to the U.S. Fucking Coast Guard. You've been listening to Gonzo, the Coast Guard Ears, written and produced by Tim Gonzalez, and I'm Nicholas Gonzalez. Join us next week for another episode of Gonzo, the Coast Guard Ears.